aka he's a child who doesn't have any arguments to make because if he were to make his true arguments it would just be that thank you for tuning into lurkers the only podcast where a real life couple discusses the internet's top relationship problems every week we are your hosts lily and rafi it's It's time time to to get get real all right y'all it is week eight and we have some country fried relationship posts some probies some probies some probies some proverbs and some probies to go over with y'all <laughs> this week um the first one we have a projective pastor with eyes full of lust mm. and the second one we have a wife who is coming to terms with the fact that her husband's a racist a wild episode for y'all um we hope you enjoy uh can we do a little clap to sync up okay three two one all right that's on me i i was not recording um welcome back everybody week eight week eight yes feeling great oh hell yeah I said week eight because, um, once again, continuing the theme of last episode with technical difficulties, um, I once again screwed up, and we were talking about how it's week eight of a trimester system, and, uh... Well, it's it's week seven right now. Yeah. Almost week yeah. eight, but it's episode eight. Exactly. But college is killing me is essentially what we established before. Trimesters are... trimesters are trimesters <laughs> it's a fact <laughs> yeah. can confirm um uh yeah i i'm sending you all my love as i always do but like i know you need it extra yeah y'all who didn't go to a trimester school y'all think y'all have finals week you're like oh i'm stressed yo we have three straight weeks of finals effectively mm-hmm. um so all the people from the trimester school we attended. <sighs> Yo, I, I'm sending my love to all y'all. I know you need it right now. <laughs> I know you need it. I love you. P.O.P. All the Did you know that um, meme, the origin of the word meme, actually means like as in nature? And it was a popular term when photography first started being a thing sorry imi- it means um imitated life imitated life oh yeah no that adds up i believe that because mm-hmm. the thing is is the downfall of society began with memes m- infiltrating the mm-hmm. the natural or the everyday the mainstream discourse when harambe was murdered come on come on that's just the way it is everything Everything went downhill once news stations covered the Harambe memes because then memes became mainstream and then Donald Trump got elected because memes became mainstream. I mean, a child did die. But like... It's what she deserves. Oh my God. Was that before or after Florida news became news? (laughs) Are you talking about like the Florida man stuff? There's just like, there's like, just like news that happened in Florida became... Was it was it news or a meme first? 
F- Florida man was uh, Florida man was news first. No, was, not Florida man, but just like every every news article that comes out of Florida. Yeah, that that was definitely because it was always insane, and that's why memes yeah. came from it. Is because people were like, "What what's going on down there?" Mm-hmm. And then the Florida man headline became popular, and that's like the meme that really picked up steam uh, from that mm-hmm. realm. But that again, that was memes imitating life, which is how it should be. But once life started imitating memes, we went too far. We went way too far. Don't let your dreams become memes. Should we should we get this podcast started? Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh. oh well, first, before we before we get it popping. Lily, would you like to do the disclaimer this week, or I could try and take I, I I flubbed it last time, and I could try and redeem myself, but if you want to take it, you got it. Yeah, get the get that redemption shot. Redemption songs. Y'all, disclaimer: this is merely conjecture. All of the advice we are about to give, it's all for jokes, all for conversation. Um. And none of it is coming from any type of trained professional. Lily and I are just two humans um, who are in a relationship, and we have a perspective on this world, and we are providing it. Um, And if you take it seriously and you guide your life by it and something goes awry, then we are in no fault, especially legally. Um, So miss me with them lawsuits. Um, and check our show notes for real mental health resources. Facts. So, now that we got the disclaimer out of the way, uh, <laughs> let's get real with this first topic. Yeehaw! We gonna get into <laughs> some good southern cooking today, minus the incest. Surprisingly, incest is not on the menu today. <laughs> alright, alright, alright. <laughs> Don't cut off yourself like that, I, I got I'm a big base down here. Okay, you know what? Honestly, I, I don't know though. Like, I've lived in upstate New York my entire life, and in my hometown, there was a mudding rally in which they were blasting Trump rap, which I didn't realize was a genre. So, like, I'm, I'm commenting, I'm, I'm saying this from a place of love, you know? I got I got the white trash deep in my soul, and although I don't associate with it, um, I have a loving respect um, for it, <laughs> and and I poke at it as I would a younger sibling. <laughs> um, just for context, this is <laughs> I grew up singing this song. <laughs> So now that we've thoroughly stereotyped an entire region, let's jump into the first topic of the day. Can I read this um, one, please? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> um, so you slash throw RA the mat posts. My female 16 years old pastor called me a whore for performing at my youth's fundraiser and my parents took their side 
A couple of days ago, I wrote about a Silks performance I was asked to do for my youth group's fundraiser, and I want to apologize for one thing that many pointed out that was implied wrong on my part, and that was me being called a whore, and I'll explain better in just a few moments. Our youth pastor often encourages us to use our talents for God, just like many professional athletes did to, quote, further his kingdom. And he arranged a weeknight fundraiser service at our church where the youth band performed and a few kids too after being asked to by him. Some sang, some gave their testimony, a different girl danced with the flags at the altar, and some even showed photos, videos of things they were doing in the community that had nothing to do with God at all. And everything that was shown was approved by my youth pastor beforehand, and the fundraiser was for a camping trip that will take place over the summer. I was in the boat of kids who didn't want to speak on stage or really participate at all, but when my youth pastor pointed out how everyone has a talent that they can use for God, along with how he thought I was a gifted dancer from the few silk performances I posted on my page, he offered that I do that because it's unique and another way to honor God. And since I didn't want to be one of the few who didn't participate, I asked if I could pre-record and show it like other kids were showing photos and sports videos. He said it was fine and my parents did too. I have a silk shirt at home, so I, that made things much easier, and I wore a t-shirt and shorts that go down to my knees, although I want to pause on the outfit for a moment. My parents were aware that I was recording it at home, and they were also aware what my youth pastor asked me and the other kids to do, and since other kids were showing sports montages along with how the fundraiser wasn't a normal church service, but rather a fundraiser on a weeknight aimed towards getting donations, a teacher I later spoke to for my school said it should have been fine, and since it's not a Sunday service or usual youth group night, there was actually a brief conversation with my parents about what would be best to wear compared to what some of my friends would have been. I debated yoga pants, but my dad said that some might find issue with that, and I even debated wearing shorts over them, but he said that shorts and a t-shirt should be fine, and my mom agreed too. I decided on a red long sleeve shirt slash blouse just in case others decided to be a little more formal. Although, at the event, some of the photos, videos that were shown had footage from kids who played football and soccer and such, so I figured it'd be fine. Before the fundraiser, we sent the video to my youth pastor, and he said it was fine, too. My parents approved, and he did, too. Then came the fundraiser, and it got a great reception. I performed to a song that we often played at youth group, and my parents said they were proud of me afterwards. But then, for no reason, they decided to throw me under the bus. A few days after the fundraiser, my parents told me that the head pastor and his wife had asked to speak to them in regards to my performance, and my parents proceeded to tell me some of the things the pastor had issue with. For one, my attire, which was agreed upon by my parents and approved by the youth pastor too before the fundraiser. They told me they thought I had showed too much leg and didn't think that performing barefoot was appropriate for a church setting, although the video was <laughs> recorded at home. And the girl who danced with the flags at the altar also danced barefoot, but apparently they had no issue with that. But again, like my teacher said, this was a fundraiser on a random weeknight, not a Sunday service and not a Friday night youth meeting. This was no different than the church garage sales we used to have, and my parents approved it along with my youth pastor beforehand, and some of the boys showed football footage and other sports too. They also said the pastors thought that their performance put the focus on me instead of God, and when I asked them what they meant, they didn't really have an answer and just said that it was probably too arrogant or something. However, my dad said he plans to talk to the youth pastor, but he didn't tell me what he wants to talk to him about exactly. I also asked them how my performance was any different from the football cross montages and the other kids were showing, but they said it was different and that I, quote, I should know that having grown up in church for years, but it made no f sense.
Lastly, and the confusion that I want to clear up, is how my pastor said that I was a whore. I apologize in the comments for the miswording, but really what happened is the pastors told my parents that the performance, quote, gave off a slutty vibe. And when I tried to post that in the original title, it got removed, so I chose whore and added the underscore. I did because it seemed close enough, but I also want people to get the effort of what was said so I could receive advice. Um, I feel trapped and still do about this upcoming Sunday that I'm being forced to go to, but I'll explain what I mean by that in a moment. Shortly after the conversation on Tuesday, I told my parents that they had approved of the performance of my entire beforehand, along with how my youth pastor had approved of the video too before showing it. I also told them that I didn't feel comfortable going back to the church where my pastors called me that, and after my dad would speak to my youth pastor about something like that sensitive, which would be embarrassing, but they told me that, quote, we go to church as a family just like other families do, and that's where I feel trapped and want to target my latest update. Here is the timeline of everything that happened. The fundraiser was last week. I attended youth group in church the following Sunday when everything seemed normal. However, on Monday, my parents relayed to me what the head pastors told them on what I assume was Sunday after church, but my dad is also a trustee, so they could have told him last Friday when I was at youth and my mom had a woman's meeting at the church around the same time. On Tuesday, I talked to them again and asked if I could take a break from going to church for a while, but then they said what I just typed above and said that while I don't have to go to youth group this week, that we're going to church together on Sunday, but I really don't want to considering what my pastors think of me and who knows how many others they told, along with how weird it would be after my dad talked to my youth pastor about who knows what, and I really don't want to show my face there anymore, but they don't hear me and I really don't feel comfortable going, but they said no again after I talked to them again. <sighs> Alrighty, first impressions, oh. I'm, I'm gonna let Rafi take this one. Um, for, for context, I was raised in a lawless, religiousless household, so I don't know, I don't understand church dynamics. The first and only <laughs> church service I've been to was a Christmas concert with Rafi at his church. Um, so yeah, I'll let, I'll let you take take the wheel on this one. Let's Jesus take the wheel. Um, these pastors need to let Jesus take the wheel. Well, that's, that's, that's my reaction. Uh, Boom roasted this just like this is the reason why so many people become disillusioned from religion in general um i'll preface this with saying my religious standing is very unique um like my religious beliefs are i would say pretty unique um but i definitely believe that religion is a very personalized thing and organized religion is whack as hell um but that's that's my opinion anyways um so this is so this is the exact reason why people hate going to church though um because of this judgmental nonsense it is so extremely hypocritical and very very not okay for the pastor to call her slutty because she did something that she had been asked to do and like this is there's so many levels to this that upsets me i i need to start i need to like organize my thoughts because there's, I need to, I need to target each of the things that upsets me. Can I try to ask you some questions, some guided yeah, questions yeah. on this? Okay. Yeah, ask me some guided questions. Okay, first, could you? Going on in my head right now. Let's let's address the pastor first. So, what are your thoughts on her youth group? Not the pastor, sorry, her youth group leader. Like, what are your thoughts in regards to the youth group leader? That's what I was about to pop off about. Um, okay. Disgusting, <laughs> bro. Don't be on your. You creep. Don't be on your underaged youth group child's IG. 
do not do that. Disgusting! Oh do yeah, can that. you can you like talk about just because for me I'm personally not really familiar with the concept of like what a youth group is, and that maybe some of the viewers aren't as well. Could you like explain a little bit? So youth group is typically like a second church meeting, um, where it's effectively a cult. Um, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw shade at youth group like that because some people have very good youth group experiences, but youth group is genuinely like. I, I never personally felt comfortable in youth group because it very much is like a clique of people who are very active in the church and it's just like the children typically not like children children it's typically teenagers like 13 to 18 ish um, and they meet every week uh, the church the youth group I went to was it met every Wednesday what do um, they do like what activities it's like a more fun church service basically like you'll do some like team building activities um you'll do some sometimes sometimes you'll hold host bake sales there's typically like a a youth group choir or like a youth group band that performs during the actual church service on sundays um and they'll practice during youth group and um there's a separate youth pastor who like gets in close and connects with the kids you know okay so uh, it's like usually like creepy like pedophile like I, I, probably I like a 27 year old that would like date a 19 year old well, I cannot disagree with that because there is many <laughs> youth groups that are like that um, <laughs> I'm sorry that's like, just like the vibe I get from the description though. you're not wrong you're not wrong that's pretty decent like but most youth pastors are typically like 21 realistically like they're very young and like it's typically like the youth pastor is like three years older than the oldest person or like three to five years if it's a good youth group otherwise it, sometimes they're like in their 30s and then it's just like bro calm down so it's definitely um, weird that like, he was like following her on instagram is that is that yeah. weird is that crossing a line i don't know if it's crossing a line because historically uh the churches churches are pretty creepy and crossing the line is um very blurred and especially in anglo-saxon religions but like you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come at y'all like that but like in general discourse and in general existence um yeah it's very weird that this 27 year old man will say you know what, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that this 21 year old man is following a 16 year old and like oh yeah you should do what you do on your IG that's creepy as f that is so, that is so creepy that is so creepy that is so creepy I hate 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 I, I need I need more questions because okay. I'm just gonna keep going off. Okay, now I feel like adjacent to that, the parents and like maybe like first comment on like how they had approved things because I know you you mentioned the word hypocritical and like maybe that could segue into that. It's hypocritical because number one, <laughs> they're lying. Um, well, we'll talk about let's 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 get into religion. His dad's a trustee also, so like that's that's a that's a layer. You know what I mean, like they're in the church and they're just trying to keep up their own image because they don't want to be judged by these other people so they're deflecting that judgment onto their child even though they had previously said it was okay and then when she brings it up they're like no it's not okay and it's like no why are y'all lying you're lying because you're judging the hell out of your daughter because you're being judged and that toxic environment is so common in a church in my experience with a church setting and judgment is a major no-no from the Bible. If you actually read the Bible, which let me just say, 
if I if you go to youth group, if you go to church, the Bible is read for approximately for an hour long service. The actual words of the Bible are probably read for about 10 minutes. You're typically singing praise for like 30 and then 10 minutes is actual Bible reading if you go to like a really Bible focused church. But the other 20 minutes are just the pastor saying whatever the pastor wants to say. And like it really upsets me because like you're these people are being so judgmental and if they had sat down and read the bible for 20 seconds they would realize oh they're going to hell for what they're doing according to the beliefs that they live by and this man is a trustee so he must be really a man of the church and he doesn't even realize that what he's doing is just judging his daughter and and not only that he's being okay with another man who also claims to be a part of the church judging his daughter and it's just like lies, lies, and more lies, and lies on top of lies. The saying holier than thou comes from these experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> realistically, like, it's like these people are like, oh, yeah, you're acting like a slut. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, you can't say that to your daughter ever, yeah. ever. You can't say that to another human. Well, it was the pastor that said that, and I don't know. The thing that rub- rubs me the wrong way about like that phrase is like, that's his projection. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like that's his exactly. projection. That's something that's coming from inside of him. And as a godly man, like that shouldn't be a thought in his mind. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't call in the football players' video to the parents and be like, his pants are so tight, like. I can see his buns. Like what a what a man whore. Like that just wouldn't yeah. be a thing. Look at the way he's look at the way he's grabbing those other men. Ha! Gay! Like no, no, no. That's not how this works um, at all. Like uh, it's. Can you explain? The, can you explain the foot thing? Oh, um, have you ever seen a Tarantino movie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I was confused, too, because, like, the girl that was there in person, the flag dancer, was barefoot. Yo, the the (laughs) OP has every single right to feel so uncomfortable and never want to go to that church again. Like, every single right. Because this is so... Everybody... All but it's the, probably not that easy because, like, if since our parents are trustees, they're obviously very involved with the church, and, like, this would put a major like riff potentially like very damaging like you can't go back on like riff between her and her parents and she's 16 but that's the thing is her parents not only are in the wrong if that's really how her parents feel if her parents are going to choose the church over her then she is better off anyways because every single man she's but she still has to live with them she still has to live with them like they they take care of her they probably like take her to school buy her clothes like you know what I mean? Like, this isn't, like, a 21-year-old who's living on their own. Like, this is a 16-year-old girl who is going to have to stay in this environment for however much longer. And no matter what happens, that environment's going to be toxic now. And, like, unless her parents take her side. And she needs to make that clear. Because, like, at the end of the day, there's so many, like... I, could, I, I, I just have so many examples in my head. My sister went to Catholic school. Um, and my parents realized, uh, my parents blessed the hell out of me and realized, oh, no, that was a bad idea. We're not going to do that with the younger one. Um, and I thank them every single day for that. Uh, because I just hear some of the stories that my sister tells and, like, some of the stories 
and I know some of the people that went to the same Catholic high school that she went to when I was in high school. And just like the way that they were treated was disgusting, disgusting. And the way they treated women, especially like the dudes were just dicks. Let's be honest. I if you went to Charlotte Catholic High School and you're a guy and you're near my age, I'll square up with you on any day of the week. Please, God, let me see you on the streets. Um, f you. Catch me outside. How about that? The way that these people grow up. And the way that a, a lot of the people, there's so much disdain that has to just be suppressed. And there's so much about their existence that just has to be suppressed. And like, this is, this story is one of so many. And it's exactly why I started this with saying that this is why people get disillusioned from the church and get disillusioned from religion is because they blame the religion for why people act like this. But no, it's because their parents want to stay a part of their their little sect that they have and their little clique and they don't want to accept the fact that these people are using a religion as an excuse to behave the way they are and it's not even like they're abiding by the religion they're just saying that religion is their excuse and they're using it to judge other people and act holier than thou no mm. them and that and the parents aren't going to realize that and she's in an awful situation because yeah. i can think of like four people who i grew up with off the top of my head who have been in basically the exact same situation and it and it doesn't end well and i'm and i'm really sorry for op because unless their parents have a major change of heart or a major revelation it's gonna end the same way that all of them end with them making you go to church making you feel uncomfortable and blaming you for all of that even though at the end of the day it's their fault for not standing up for their daughter when they should slash rant Yes, I, I do think we should go into the update before the comments because the update she posted like right after she posted this. Um, Word. Yeah, and it, it just gives a little more context. Um, okay, okay, okay. So she posted this on a Wednesday and then mm -hmm. she posted this update on a Friday. Okay. Yeah, so this was two days later. She said on Thursday, so this would be the day after she posted it. Um, she talked to a girl from her youth group who said that it was rather weird how the youth pastor asked her to do the performance after watching her past ones from her Instagram. Yes, like we said. Uh, she said, before I continue, I rarely post progression updates or anything like that. I only posted two performances, my first recital from over a year ago and my performance for Outer Family in my backyard at a barbecue. Nothing else. A barbecue. <laughs> I also decided to ask another friend from school who doesn't go to our church about it and told her what my friend had said, and she also found it weird and perhaps manipulating on his side to use the fundraiser to promote kids and request performances, along with how it's easy to his intentions behind the event for what seems like a good cause. I thought that was a stretch, but she also encouraged me to speak with a teacher we both know and like, along with how she thought the head pastors pointing to my legs were just gross and perverted too. And she asked if they had said anything about the football montages, but they did not from what I'm aware of. On that same night though, I was able to catch my mom without my dad for a bit, and I was curious to know what parts of my performance exactly took attention away from God. She told me that unlike the flag dancers who perform at the altar, that my performance featured spins and twists and drops that could be perceived as stunts that put the attention on me. And while I can't really describe how my performance was, I feel like they're treating it as if it was a fucking pole dance. And I wish I could show you the performance as well, although I'd be more than happy to show you what video I used as reference while making my performance. I can see if I can put my actual performance on YouTube since I don't know how to describe it, other than saying there was nothing provocative about it. 
I asked my mom how my performance was different than the football montages that had non-Christian music in the background and nothing religious about them compared to how I worked with my parents and the youth pastor and even used a Christian song, but she dismissed it again and said that I, quote, should have known better and stuff like that. Wait, can we get like a toxic alarm right there? Like alarm bells about how she should have known better? And I even tried to ask if she could not let me go on Sunday, but she said, quote, it's not too good to go to one parent about something that the other has overruled, but I'm always welcome to talk to her if I wanted to. I know I'm writing too much and probably updating too often, but I just feel really trapped as neither of them will hear my side and just constantly deny how they approved of everything beforehand. I get that we've been in this church for many years. I get that in and of itself. A silks routine probably has no place in a church setting. But it wasn't a church service on a Sunday or Friday night. It was a fundraiser, and there were other performances and videos that had nothing to do with religion at all, compared to me who used a Christian song and consulted my parents before recording, but they just turned on me, and I'm scared they'll turn on me again in the future, and I don't want to go back. I talked to them twice since our initial conversation, and I can't stress enough how much I do not want to return, but they keep saying we go as a family, which leads me to what I did earlier today in talking to that teacher before having to continue going. I talked to the teacher, told her about the situation and some bullet points I had written, and she agreed with me and my friend about how it's weird that my youth pastor was looking at my performances and asked me to perform in church. She also asked me if anyone else at the fundraiser danced or performed anything, and I told her there wasn't since the others were singers and flag dancers who wore something provided by the church and football lacrosse montages. She agreed with how the head pastor's comments about my legs and such was vastly inappropriate, along with how she doesn't think that they are fit to be leaders for saying and thinking such things. Towards the end, she said that in her honest opinion, it doesn't sound like my parents are being protective by forcing me to return to a place where a potential predator might be, and that instead of simply allowing me to stay home, they're forcing me to go to a potentially dangerous environment Whereas even if it wasn't a potential predator thing, calling someone a slut in general is enough reason to allow someone to skip church. She also said that she's obligated to report it within the school, something that I didn't think of after coming there on a win. I don't regret it, as she said it was good that I decided to talk to her, but that I shouldn't be forced to go on Sunday. But just thinking about what could come from her doing so... I want to know what it could mean for my parents and how much trouble they could potentially get in because of me, and if it'll somehow destroy how they think about me. Aside from getting punished, I probably ruined my relationship with them from the moment they find out. But I just wanted to ask what could happen from here, since I don't want to go on Sunday, but at the moment I might end up still having to. I'm scared about what other trouble could come and the potential punishment I could get for telling on them. I'm sorry for updating so quickly, but I just wanted to ask what could happen from here and that if I potentially ruined my relationship with my parents in a week's turnaround over a stupid fundraiser that I should have never performed in given all the trouble it's caused. This is sick. This is sick. Edit. As of now, my parents are making me go on Sunday, so I'm trying to mentally prepare myself. And my dad, who wants to talk to my youth pastor about who knows what and hoping that I don't have to be present for the conversation. I feel the need to say the F word now. This poor girl. This poor girl. I, yo, her teacher. Her teacher is a real one. That's a fact. That's but a like, fact. it's gonna make stuff bad for her and it's gonna make stuff messy for her, but like. It's just like, my advice to her would be, read your Bible, high key. Your parents don't wanna listen to you. Make them listen to the thing that they're using to defend themselves. Like, find Bible verses that talk about judgment. 
that talk about looking at world girls in a haughty way or with lust because that's exactly the issue that's going on here and you're a you're a child you're a 16 year old child you do not deserve to go through this and like at this point that's all i can think of is hit them with the bible facts last we we talked about the car facts a few episodes ago now we're talking about the bible facts because at the end of the day what they're doing and how they're excusing their actions are sinful period they're they're, people were looking at you in a sinful way and now they're lying and behaving in a sinful way and allowing judgment to persist which is a sinful thing and like i i at this point that's all you can do is have a conversation with it and make it about the bible because at the end of the day you're in a you're in a terrible situation you di- you did the right thing i believe i genuinely believe op did the right thing by going to another adult who is the third party to hit her with the cold hard facts like she could be honest she should be honest and she should be like i went to my parent i went to my teacher and i'm not gonna lie to you like y'all are lying to me and then without bible verses because there's bible verses to read them to filth girl and like if i don't know if the hunchback of notre dame is part of the bible but there's a part of that movie <laughs> where the judge um gets turned on by esmeralda dancing with scarves and then he blames her i don't know if that's in the bible but look at the material you should be going home you can anyway. be the judge of it and he's the judge I'm 75% sure that it's not in the Bible, but like, hey. Just be like, y'all, y'all want to watch uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame? Notre Dame. I haven't said much. I'm going to redeem myself by bringing the word of the Lord into this. Um, this is what you got to bring to your parents, girl. Matthew 5.27 and 5.28. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh unto a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. What? After her has committed adultery with her already. What? What does that mean? Basically, like, if you're committing lust after a woman, if you're looking at a woman in a lustful way, you've already committed adultery. A. Yeah. Yo, I'll f- and follow it up with First Delosians, uh, four chapter four, verse three through five. Um, for for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own ve- vessel in sanctification and honor not in passion of lust like the gentiles who do not know god yo call call that pastor a gentile say it with your chest too can we get some like holy music on this that's a fact that's a fact yo hit him with the bible verses hell yeah we don't want no devils in the house we want the lord Oh, in the comments, Momac 2011 says, I'm betting his wife caught him using the video privately and he blamed OP after being caught. He's been stalking her Instagram, WTF, requested she perform this, approved it, then flipped it around. Honestly? That's jumping to conclusions, but like, I conclude. (laughs) That's... That's T, actually. Knows about it, says... 
The pastor is saying a lot more about himself than he is about you. Be very careful around him because he doesn't take responsibility for his own thoughts and feelings, but projects them onto others. He was probably very aroused and blames you for it. Instead of realizing that came from inside him and his own reaction to it, it is not your fault and your desire to stay away from this church is very healthy. When it's good, religion is good, but it's also a hot spot for all kinds of evil. Trust your feelings and stay safe. Also, your parents seem more interested in what the pastor thinks than you, which is sad. But at least you know to look out for yourself now. That's a benefit. Bro. Oh, Ra Rafi, I, the, this comment, like, is in your tone very much. Which one? Um, by CuriousKilla94. Bro, can I read it? Please. CuriousKilla94 says, Nah, f that noise. Get out as soon as you can, OP. This shit leaves long-term mental scars. OP shouldn't have to subject themselves to keep the peace. Facts. And Squishy Girl responded, Okay, how do you suggest they do that at 16? Curious Killer 94 responds with, An absolutely valid point. It's certainly not easy. I came from a similar background and left the church when I was 16 and moved out at 17. My circumstances might not be the same as OP, but I know for me, staying in that environment would have been more damaged than the experience than experiencing the difficulties and learning to live with them on my own. Yeah, um, I I don't think moving out is probably gonna be possible, but I really think you should whip out Bible verses and put your foot down as much as you can, because this is OP. Major, major, major hugs. Um, final, final advice for yeah. OP. Final advice. You're doing the right thing. You're not doing anything wrong. Don't let your parents blame you. You are strong. Talk to that teacher more. They seem to be a good person in your life. Um, and don't go. Don't let your parents make you go. It's not going to be easy. But you're not comfortable. Don't go. And your parents aren't looking out for your best interest if they're forcing you to go. It's a fact. Um, only thing I can add to that is try and hit them with the Bible verses. And if that don't work, I hate to say rebel, but... But I send my best to this OP because this situation is absolutely brutal. Oh, Godspeed. Hello Lurkers, it is Lily. Um, Rafi and I are recording this after the fact, so please excuse the crappier audio quality. However, in absence of a user-submitted question of the week, um, we are going to be asking you guys a terribly plaguing question. So every time that we don't get a question from y'all, we are giving the question to you. And it is going to be a terrible question every time. Um, so just for context, I am currently sitting, eating my breakfast, consisting of a grapefruit. And I was thinking about this grapefruit, contemplating on it. You know, usually I would watch YouTube while I'm eating breakfast, but in the spirit of being mindful, I was trying to really meditate on this grapefruit. And it occurred to me. So a grapefruit is a fruit, and a grape is also a fruit. But these fruits could not be more unlike each other. Whereas a grapefruit is a large citrus, which grows on a tree with orange outsides and bright pink insides and is generally bitter, 
and a pretty large fruit. A grape fruit is a tiny berry which grows in bushels on a vine and is usually purple and green on the outside or translucent on the inside. And I'm wondering, why is this? But it does not stop there because a quick Google search reveals that in the root of the word grape, the surface level answer is that they grow in bushels and that's why they both are grape fruits. However, I don't think we can accept this because by that standard, grapefruits also include bananas. Is that a reality you want to live in? Because that's not one I'm ready to live in. So um, think about that for the rest of your day. For the second topic of the day, we have a post from u slash throw ra 10316543217, who says, my 31 female husband, 31 male, has joined the Proud Boys, and I don't know how to reconcile this. And it, I, I got to start with the edit, because <laughs> I, the people need to know what's in store. Uh, the edit is, thank you everyone for your feedback and the messages of support. As you can see, my husband has started to comment, and it's getting out of hand. I'm reaching <gasps> out for a couple's mediation, since arguments are clearly going nowhere with him. This one about to be spicy. Um, all right. Ooh, some Proud Boys drama. I love to hear the Proud Boys down bad. Um, all right, so. Uh, I'm really too excited to get into this one. Let me <laughs> compose myself. Let me take a sip of water. It's too spicy. So, my 31 female husband of almost 10 years reached out to our local Proud Boys group and requested to join and was approved. I found this out while I was looking through his email account for tax documents, something that is totally normal in our relationship since I handle all the finances. I consider myself a liberal and he's always been conservative slash libertarian. I always make peace with this difference by avoiding talking about politics and understand that we have the same goals, just different ideas of how to achieve those goals. When I confronted him about joining the group, he denied all my accusations that the Proud Boys were racist, violent, etc. In fairness, this local chapter repeatedly states in their code that they have zero tolerance for discrimination against race, religion, sexuality, and that they are not a fight club. All my other accusations against the group were rebutted. He did state that he agreed with their West is best philosophy, which he insists is related to capitalism slash democracy, not race. I pressed him for why he felt the need to join an organization widely regarded as a hate group, and he said it was hard to find like-minded conservatives his age to hang out with. He just wanted some drinking buddies. My pleas to check up meetup.com or local church groups fell on deaf ears, even though I found several groups that matched. I'm having so much trouble reconciling the caring man I know versus his far online far-right persona. I have not been happy with his Twitter account that is very trolling 
but will only call it out if I see straight up BS. It's nothing harmful. He enjoys arguing and riling up others on technicalities, hence why we don't discuss politics. But this Proud Boys membership is a step too far. I'm so ashamed to admit I'm married to a man that is a part of this group, hence the throwaway. We have a one-year-old daughter, and he is an otherwise loving husband or father. He rocks her to sleep every night and immediately gets up in the night if she cries. He always asks about how I'm feeling and quickly takes over if I'm overwhelmed. We have been together since we were 14. How do I reconcile this? Do I just ignore it unless he actually says slash dumps something that goes against my values instead of judging by association? I'm having trouble drawing the line and weighing the good against the bad I perceive. I have no other cause for divorce slash separation. TLDR. Otherwise, loving husband has joined the Proud Boys and I don't see him as a hateful person. And I'm not sure how to reconcile this in my relationship with him. Woo! <laughs> you got a classic racist on your hand, baby. I am sorry. Woo! Oh my gosh. First impressions. First impressions before. Because uh, right, I can just keep going. All right. First impressions. <laughs> Honey, you got a big storm a coming. And I'll see your true colors but that's the thing is like seeing someone's true colors is supposed to be why you love them. This is a no bueno. Uh, is he going through like an early midlife crisis? I really hope that's the case. Cause if not, girl, girl, I don't know what to tell you. You gotta nip this yeah. in the bud. Like the church groups, you're adorable. Like get, get this, this man needs a church group. That's a fact. Yeah, that's the, the beauty of most racists is that none of them are man enough to admit that they're racist. Um, and they'll just hide behind things like, West is best, and it's all about capitalism and democracy. And that's the thing, is like saying West is best is literally racist in itself. No, you don't see, Lily, you, you don't see, it's because you're a woman, so you don't get it, okay? It's because, obviously, the West is just all about... <laughs> democracy and like free markets and stuff freedom yeah freedom bro come on man the the proud boys have never done anything wrong it's always those antifa boys that like start problems and stuff and then the proud boys just defend themselves fuck off bro suck my dick like <laughs> that was brilliant oh that was that was a brilliant impersonation I, you really you really got it <laughs> yo he likes to rile people up on technicalities, a.k.a. he's a child who doesn't have any arguments to make because if he were to make his true mm -hmm. arguments, it would just be that brown people bad or that communism bad. And he, ha and he doesn't know what communism is because he just associates it with AOC, so he's just brown people bad. Um, mm -hmm. I could roast this man for hours. I could roast this man for hours, but... We, we popped off on the first one. I popped off specifically on the first one. So I think we should jump into these comments. I, I just... Yeah. We gotta see... I, I wanna see if this what this man was saying. Yeah, I wanna know, like, what... How he's commenting. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, the, the top comment is... That is not a... Oh, it's from a Caltu one. It says, that is not a persona. That is the same man. In fact, that's more him than anything. When you go online and believe what you say and do has no consequences, your true self is revealed. I don't have any advice, but want to point out this this persona is a part of who he is, what he truly believes. Oh, yeah. 
And especially since, like, this is the group of people that he wants to be his buddies. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Also, someone's, like, blasting classical again. <laughs> I'm so confused. But, like, they just do it for, like, three or four seconds, and then it stops. So strange. <laughs> um. Anyway, in response to that... Beginning Meringue says, OP, these are people your husband is choosing as friends. These are the people he's going to be seeking approval from, emulating, and defending. He's going to end up on an FBI watch list, and if you stay with him, so will you. She's not wrong. Your child's only one. There's so many comments responding to this. Uh, so, first, I think uh, a must-read um, is Lady Casanova's comment, who says, OP, this is a terrorist group. I met a journalist who wrote this, um, and they reference an article about infiltrating and exposing a chapter in Winnipeg, and everything lines up down to the encrypted messaging app for communication. Your husband is in a hate group, and you need to leave with your daughter now. Make a safe exit plan. This is not for fun. This is not to make friends. This is not an ironic trolling thing. This is an extremely dangerous hate group. Leave now. That's a fact, and don't let and don't misconstrue yeah. that. Like, I'm clowning this man because he is in a hate group and he's trying to pretend he's not and he's trying to pretend it's all good. He's a f boy and a coward who won't even admit that he's a racist. F you. Um. Drexel Hans says, My husband joined the Joker's gang as a henchman. When confronted, he defended himself, saying they're just Gotham's birthday clowns and they have a strict, no engaging Batman policies. <laughs> and then B. Joe Lee responded, People wonder how the Nazis were able to take over Germany. This is exactly how. I'm sure there were plenty of wives back then saying, my husband joined the SS, but they're all really polite when they talk to me, so I'm sure they're good people overall. To be fair, their charter strictly says no beheading, so they can't be that bad. Yo, exactly. Emily Doom says, you don't understand. This local branch of the KKK says it encourages kindness. That's why he joined it. Yo, and also, like, think of your child. That's a... Like, this could affect your child's future, too. That's like, seriously, like, put not only you in danger, but your child in danger. Not only for who he's associating with, but, like, for the repercussions of such. And also, he's one viral tweet away from being without a job. That's... Um, let it be known yo okay so we're gonna i want to read splicer x's comment who has negative 254 downvotes because this interaction is so important to today's discourse and everyone everyone needs to read this so splicer mm -hmm. xr says personally i go online to argue because i find it hilarious entertaining but i also do enjoy learning about topics i may d not understand i have to disagree with you when you say when you go online and believe what you say and do has no consequences your true self is revealed many people put on a satirical theatrical or straight up caricature persona all the time they're there to fuck around and not take it seriously where quirk writes responds I'm going to try and say this without coming across like I'm shaming you. I'm not, and I'm going to read it like I am shaming you, because f*** you. That's not what I'm here to do, and that's not the point of this post slash thread. But I'm going to be really honest here, because I feel like I should. I've dealt with a lot of trolls, and they are revealing who they truly are. They might not believe what they're saying, but they are revealing that to them. I don't matter enough for them to show me respect or kindness. They're revealing that they get enjoyment out of upsetting me, or attempting to upset me. They are revealing that I'm not so much a person to them as an object for their music. And it sucks sometimes. Trolls have ruined my day before. Sometimes I get an onslaught of them on Twitter, and they'll ruin my whole week or more. 
and who you are when you're anonymous is truly who you are even if the opinions you're sharing aren't yours open your eyes i think you better recognize and that's the fact even if this man is in it for the west is best he needs to know and he needs to recognize and reconcile with the fact that this group that he is associating with has killed people has taken a major part in an insurrection has done all sorts of dumb and violent and hateful and therefore he's joining a yeah. hate group and even if i just believe west is best bro your the people who you're with might not believe just that and might believe so much more and so much worse hit him with the quote lily you know the quote this is a line that my, my mom always used to hit me with this show me the company you keep and i'll tell you who you are tell him Ugh. like it's just a violent terrorist organization also like literally declared a terrorist organization by canada so girl if you ever want to go to canada you can't also <laughs> just like where was your husband in 2016 like did he vote for the sexual assaulter like it's 2020 you have a daughter you have a daughter like that's all i'm saying is you have a little baby girl like if you're not gonna fucking think of yourself think of your child Mm. Would you? What would you say to your daughter if she was in your shoes right now? Mm. Mm. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm. Let's go. Let's go. That's a. I'm hype. I'm hype for slam dunking this man right now. Just to go off on what you're saying about the daughter, Urban Escape Thirteen gives you the practical side of this. He. Oh. They say, how have you thought about the short and long-term implications for you and your child being associated with a domestic terrorist? You will be on watch lists. You may not be permitted to travel. You may not be able to own guns. You and your child may not to be able to apply to certain jobs or professions, get into certain colleges, apply for credit or mortgage. Your kid wants to travel between high school and college? Forget it. Other countries have designated the Proud Boys terrorists, and rightly so. All the things that you heard about happening to people who were only suspected or fit the aesthetic of terrorist groups, they will happen to you and your child. Maybe not now, maybe not tomorrow, but it will happen. If you don't distance yourself as far and as fast as possible, you'll be condemning your child to life on a terrorist watch list. That's the thing is like, I get that you wanted to, like if you needed to avoid talking about politics because you couldn't fucking stand who your husband was when you did, and that's saying something, you know what I mean? Like, I get you guys have been together since you were 14, but that's usually why we don't marry the people that we fall in love with at 14. Like, in this day and age, like, politics are so polarized where, like, if it needs to be something that's avoided until you find out he joins the Proud Boys, like, that's not a minor thing that can just be swept under the table. And, like, I'm, I said it once and I'm going to say it because I really have no other advice than that at this point. It's, like, just... What would you tell your daughter? Take a look at yourself and make a change. Like, honestly, I think we could end it on that. I, th I really think we could end it on that. Um, we dunked on this man. We said what needed to be said. I, th I think that's, that's our, our final advice on this. And yeah, that wraps it up for mm -hmm. episode eight. Yeah. Episode eight, an episode about hate. Ooh. It's almost like I'm a poet Ooh. or a rapper or something. <laughs> I'm sorry. Almost. Sorry. Out.
Sign me out, coach. Sign, <laughs> sign us off. <laughs> get, get me out of here. All right. <laughs> subscribe to our channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Lurkers Podcast. Let us know your thoughts, suggestions. Send us your anonymous questions or click the link in our show notes to send them super anonymously. Um, yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed this. Thank you for tuning in. We are grateful for you. We love you. Um, hope to see you next week. Stay strong. Stay safe. And, uh, yeah. Have, have a, a great, great week, week you lurking Larry. See, see you next, next Sunday. Sunday.